This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So here it is, Merry Christmas. Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine Christmas Issue special podcast. I'm Oliver Condy, the magazine's editor, and with tinsel bedecked all over the studio today, I'm joined by the entire editorial team, managing editor Rebecca Franks, reviews editor Michael Beek, deputy editor Jeremy Pound, and editorial assistant Freya Parr. Hello. 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 And we're all wearing our various Christmas jumpers. I think, Michael, what have you got? Uh, I've got a very tasteful festive jumper <laughs> with some uh, you know, reindeer and snowflakes on. Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Jeremy, what's your Christmas jumper? <laughs> blue and it's from M&S. <laughs> blue and it's from M&S. Freya, I thought you were going to wear it. You have actually got some blue well, stars on your shirt. accidentally, yes. I've left all, all two of my Christmas jumpers at home. So Fabulous earrings, though. Well, this is just an everyday look I threw together, really. But Excellent. incidentally festive. And we have sherry, we have mince pies, we have crackers. So we're all ready to go. So it's on with the show. The BBC Music so before we get started, I think it's time for a cracker. Who's going to pull a cracker? Freya, go on. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Oh, so it's got a hat in there. Yeah, there is a hat. Who's going to wear the first, first hat? hat? Who's going to wear the first hat? Freya, you wear the first Thank hat. Thank you so much. Go on, you've also got a plastic Thrilled. frog. That's generous. Is there a joke Are you in going there? to tell us a joke as well, Freya? <laughs> I am going to tell you a joke. Right, hold on to your horses for this one. Why was the former conductor of the Berlin Phil always first off the plane? <laughs> that's why was the I Berlin... can't tell you because that's the joke that I was going to read to. <laughs> <Was that> actually... <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
Because he was carry-on luggage or something. Ooh. Oh, very good, Jeremy. Oh, because he nice. only had carry-on luggage. Oh, oh, <laughs> ten points. Very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, and I think to celebrate that wonderful joke, we're going to hear one of the BBC Music Magazine's commissioned carols from 2018. It's Dobrinka Tabakova's carol, Goodwill to Men and Peace on Earth, sung by the choir of the Queen's College, Oxford, and it's on this month's cover CD. That was the choir of the Queen's College Oxford performing Dobrinka Tabakova's Goodwill to Men and Peace on Earth, which we commissioned for the magazine in the 2018 magazine. So we're going to move on to our favourite Christmas memories. Um, Michael, what do you remember musically about Christmas over the years? You know, I always go to school. I always think of my time at primary school because there's that sort of lovely build up, wasn't there? And you'd also, you'd get the Christmas songs out and you'd learn them ready for the Christmas concert. And I think that's just a really warm memory for me. I was always a narrator as well in the concert. Always enjoyed that. I was front end of the camel. Jeremy, was that your most memorable Christmas? No, it wasn't. I'm going to be very kind of staid and boring. Though I'm going to go back to school days because I was a, a chorister way back when in the early 80s, kind of long time ago. And we used to do, this was at New College Oxford, and we used to do two big carol services, which were always packed out, because most most Oxbridge colleges at, um, during Evensong have about three people in the congregation. So it was rather nice to have a full chapel for a change. And we did one on Advent Sunday, and then the following one was the following week on, no, that was the Christmas carol service. And then because it was university term time, you'd stop at about sort of 8th of December and then pack up for the pack up for the year it was rather nice but they were very atmospheric excellent Rebecca well I was going to say as well back to school the carol service we used to do in the local church and we used to have a little candlelit procession at the beginning and we'd often alternate between once in Royal um, David City and the Sussex carol which is quite hard to walk into if you ever tried it's quite quite skipping along rather than walking and we used to have these candles and we used to worry about everyone's hair catching on fire but that was a really it was a good memory of course, playing with the wax when you were smaller as well, putting the bits of burnt wax into oh, the yeah. flame. Smaller, Half still fun. Yeah, yeah, still yeah, fun. Yeah, <laughs> Freya, go on. What's your favourite? Well, because I'm crass and low-brow, mine is not nearly as chic and sophisticated as everyone else's, but we had a singing and dancing Christmas tree in my house called Douglas Fir that whenever you walked nice. past it, it used to sing Deck the Halls with flashing lights and dance movements. That sounds really <laughs> Yeah, nice. my granny has a, a dancing Santa Claus that you press the button and he sings a little song and he wiggles his hips. Oh, we, also have, we also have one of those, Jelly Santa, but it no. got a little bit mouldy one year. They so last no. a long, yeah. They do. My nan's got a dancing <laughs> dog that does the same. <laughs> 15 years now it's been on the shelf. <laughs> Ticket along. I'm glad I'm going to take things back to a rather more prosaic. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I'm afraid. Uh, so I used to play the organ for a church back in London, uh, St Paul's Clapham, and um, I just remember doing the Christmas Eve service, the crib service in the afternoon, midnight mass, and then the Christmas Day service, uh, obviously on Christmas morning. And then I used to drive back to my parents up in the Midlands, but um, rather, uh, you know, festively, I would have a kip on the service station on the M. Um, <laughs> 
uh, on, on the M5 on the way up. So that was most of my Christmas afternoon was spent sleeping in my Vauxhall Nova. It's <laughs> the glamour. At a service station <laughs> on the M5. I remember, I remember going to midnight mass in my student years. Um, it would be after we'd been to the Bowyer's Arms in Radley for the evening. <laughs> And we'd all tootle over from the pub to the church. And my dad was in the church choir. And, of course, we all we used to go out for communion, which would mean walking straight past the choir oh, and trying to pretend to my dad that I wasn't completely <laughs> blotto. Gently swaying. And he always knew. <laughs> Got a grin at me. Excellent. So quick fire round. Favourite carol. Rebecca. Oh, I've written down three. Oh, Holy Night, Coventry Carol, and not technically a Christmas carol, but O Come, O Come, Emmanuel for Advent. Jeremy. Um... Omanium Mysterium, the Morton Lauritsen setting for me. Smashing. For similar reasons to what Jeremy mentioned with the swaying in Midnight Mass, I saw three ships. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, Holy Night, definitely. Ah, lovely. Ah, and my favourite is uh, Peter Warlock's Bethlehem Down. It's just quite mournful. (laughs) It's a bit downcast. Maybe sort of sent me to sleep on the M5. I don't know. You can't beat a bit, bit of sort of. It's beautiful. Downbeatness. Christmas melancholy. Christmas melancholy. And and there is actually an incredible new recording of it on uh, Christmas at St George's Windsor, uh, recorded indeed by the choir of St George's Windsor, and we're going to hear the performance now. got a joke by the looks of it and have I got a hat anywhere technically I won that cracker <laughs> oh, thank but you, you can very have much. a hat good and, right and oh brilliant excellent <laughs> a water pistol, a water pistol. Think, good well. okay so why did Beethoven refuse to write any quavers or minims I don't know why did he because <laughs> he was feeling crotchety uh, <laughs> very good very joke. good joke. I like it. That was a homemade joke as well, wasn't it? We had some candle after goodness me. Well, I think we need to take things up a level, don't we? So let's talk about this month's magazine. This month's So after a quick sip of sherry, uh, just time to remind you about our website at classical-music.com. You can read about all the latest music happening, thousands of reviews and a good deal more. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and we have an iPad edition so there's no excuse not to read us. And if you fancy subscribing to our print edition, we have a special discount for all you wonderful podcast listeners. You can now get 30% off every six issues, which takes the cost down to just £25.15. You can claim the offer by visiting buysubscriptions.com slash musicpodcast. So, let's play a little bit more Messiah.
So that was Four Unto Us, the ch- A Child is Born from Handel's Messiah. And the reason we're playing you that is because the Christmas issue is all about Handel's Messiah and the story of how Handel's Messiah became such a popular um, sort of adjunct to Christmas. I mean, it's not really Christmas without your local performance of Messiah. But it was really an Easter piece. So how did this uh, oratorio become so sort of beloved by choirs up and down the country? Paul Riley takes a look at that. Uh, it's a rather fascinating piece, isn't it, Jeremy? Yes, it is, and I think kind of one of the one of the glories of Christmas every year is uh, going to a performance of the Messiah. Um, we did a we've made a compilation actually of the various performances which you can hear around the country, both in the states actually and here, and particularly in the states actually everywhere seems to have a big performance of the Messiah. I've sung in a couple myself in the past, so it's mm. it's nice to read all about its history and its, and the big scale Messiahs are still all the rage. I mean, despite the fact we all like one to a part Bach and one to a part sort of Brock music, everything's pared down. There's still this sense of the sort of Victorian big choir that people still like to treat the Messiah to. And do we all stand during the Alleluia chorus, or is that sort of not done anymore? Oh, some people do, don't they? Some people do. Yeah, I take any opportunity to stand during a good <laughs> sing song. <laughs> You're generally in the choir, so you would be standing in any case. Well, quite. <laughs> and of course, a lot of them take place in churches. Uh, and we've also got a feature about parish church choirs this Christmas. Yes, we have. So we've taken a look outside the cathedrals and Oxbridge chapels. And our writer, Richard Morrison, has headed off uh, to talk to various directors around the UK about the kind of the highs and lows and the joys and the difficulties of, of running a parish choir and, uh, the you know, obtaining these great musical standards, often on a shoestring budget um, and maybe with dwindling con- congregations and, and looking at ways that 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 can still exist, how it can flourish, where work has been done to reinvigorate that. Um, and I thought it was a really interesting piece, actually, because it's something that sometimes gets a little bit lost when you when you see all the big cathedral choirs at Christmas and actually remembering that there is all this music making going on up and down the country. Fantastic. I think we should follow that with a Christmas cracker. There's no other way. Why not? Uh, you, and, you, and, you and Freya. Go on, Michael. <laughs> you and? Who's you and? <laughs> Ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, that's a good Ooh, that crack. was a very good one. <clears throat> uh, why did the woodwind player go fishing? Why did the woodwind player go fishing? I don't know. Because he wanted to catch a bass soon. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's my favourite so far. Oh, great. Oh, oh nice. Dear me. Um, Start to get very warm. <laughs> Frey, you've got to tell us about the uh, Bar Humbug feature in the magazine. Yes. So uh, in sort of spirit of all things Scrooge, we spoke to some musicians this month uh, about their concert hall gripes. So obviously audience members are quite easily irritated with rustling sweet wrappers and coughing and phones, blah, 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 blah. But you often think there's kind of a wall between the stage and the audience and often that, you know, they're doing their bits on stage and aren't distracted but actually we kind of showed in this piece that, that there's not really that wall between the stage and the, <laughs> the performance mm-hmm. actually they're just as distracted as we might be so we spoke to a whole host of people Julian Bliss uh, Lucy Schalfer uh, Stephen Isselis um, about all the things that kind of got uh, be in their bonnet when they were performing with some very entertaining anecdotes and um, we also named some of ours should we should we revisit some of our concert hall miseries yes <laughs> Shall I begin? <laughs> yes. Intervals. I hate intervals. <laughs> yeah. Good for a wee, but just, it's just annoying, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I went to something recently in London, and they had it was an opera, and they put two intervals in, oh. one after 35 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. And it meant that, and as well, anyone coming from outside London 
it makes it really difficult because it goes on forever. Yeah. I think the most ludicrous in- intervals are the ones at the BBC proms. The trouble is that it's such a bit vast building that by the time everyone's yeah. zoomed out, <laughs> come back in again. It takes ages to get up the stairs again. Yes. There's absolutely yes, no that's point. Very true. That's very true. You can just see the ushers getting it. slowly, really <laughs> frantic trying to get everyone back in their seats. Yes, absolutely. Well, I think my, my big bugbear is uh, boring programme notes. Um, programme notes that not just boring, but... Uh, are are sort of uh, long and and too involved, and so people are buried in the mm-hmm. the program booklets while the performances is taking place. Um, so that's my it's, you know, and, and also singers' biographies. Sorry, about to say, all they do is name yes. every single role they've done <laughs> since time immemorial, and 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 it's and they're just show offs for agents who might be in the audience. Yes, who cares in, that someone cares? played Violetta in La Monet in nineteen eighty four? Exactly, <laughs> or Roger Linda in Move Australia, in Tasmania, <laughs> yes. or whatever it is. Exactly. So go on, Freya. What's your big bugbear? Well, mine is. Um... Well, <laughs> kind of easily irritated audience members. It's <laughs> 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 me. No, I think it's just, it's the tutting, usually, um, and the the dark looks, if God forbid, you know, you came in ever so slightly late and apologised or had to lean over to get your back. I mean, yeah, it's annoying having noises, but... Everyone just needs to be a bit more civil, I think. <laughs> I once got asked to stop swaying in my seat by a fellow audience See? member. See? Well, Let I a man got, sway. I got mm. told off for writing too loudly. Yeah. You're quill. So, <laughs> yeah. Scratching I mean, that was your... the thing. Yeah. It was weird of you to take a typewriter to that. <laughs> the normal things that are generally irritating are even more irritating in the concert hall. Mm. You know, the rustling of the sweets, the heavy breather, the sort of the tapping of the toes. You know, all these things I we actually, just sort of yeah, ignore just, in everyday life. Yeah. Why even someone in, hasn't yeah. invented a, a non-rustling cough? Because if you're yeah. going to cough, you're going to make a noise and then you always have to rustle the cough sweet. Like, mm. why can't someone invent a... Didn't Radio 3 do that once? They sort of branded some, like, their own sweets for mm. you to open in concerts. Oh, did they? And really? rappers were sort of silent rappers. But they so you can get those travel <laughs> ones, can't you, in the tin. You can open the tin and then, obviously, blow icing sugar all over <laughs> <laughs> everyone. But, um, but, 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 yes, I mean, that would be the simplest thing, wouldn't it? Just don't mm. rattle the tin. Yeah. Have we done your bugbear? Uh, no, <laughs> mine's very contradictory. Um... I think the bugbear that I've put in the magazine was that I don't like people chewing gum and eating in concerts. That kind no, of that's fair enough. Me I think that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, that's not no. big for me. Um, mine is people who leave at the end without applauding. Now, I'm not buying into the, oh, they must catch the last train home nonsense well, here. they must catch the last train home. Yeah. Well, no, well, sometimes, sometimes they do. Sometimes if you're in sort of, if you're in a, Bristol, goodness. <laughs> yeah, if you're in a, well, no, recently I went to a concert in the middle of the Cotswolds. There was no public transport servicing this place and the roads were completely empty and yet you still had people dashing out as soon as the One pianist had finished and he was brilliant. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, why not? You know, if you stayed for an hour and a half to listen to this fantastic concert, of course you can last another two minutes just to go, well, yeah, we're done, leaving the babysitter? Oh, come on. It's the babysitter kind of charging £5 a minute overtime or something. But then also sometimes the unnecessary encore... I find equally annoying. Well, that's true. Yeah, and so also over-ambitious programmes that actually mm. give you an end time and then massively overrun. Well, that's it. Especially that's if you, really you say you're travelling back to Bristol, yeah. let's say, and you're in a concert. I yeah, had that. Like um, getting to half ten and you've got the 11 o'clock train. Like, Birmingham, oh, and it was 40 minutes longer than it is said. And yes. It's like, What's the world's longest no curtain call? I mean, didn't, didn't Pavarotti have to do about 25 returns yes. to the stage? 
and there wasn't you know, those kind of one or two pianists who used to do sort of eight or nine encores. Yes, that's got to cheese you yeah. off a bit, hasn't it? And by the time Horowitz got to tram arrive for the 14th <laughs> time, you know, you, you sort of, you know, I think... Well, we've got quite a few gripes, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a miserable bun, right? <laughs> yeah. So let's, all, let's relax to another carol that we commissioned, this time back in 2017, by the composer Toby Young, and this is The Owl, and it's also on this month's cover disc. In the sweet front of the solid winter So that was the choir of the Queen's College Oxford performing Toby Young's The Owl, which we commissioned uh, a couple of years ago for the magazine. Um, we've commissioned another one this year. Uh, it's by Owen Park, and it's called Here is the Little Door, setting words by the poet Francis Chesterton. And it's a gorgeous poem, sort of Halsian, quite sort of slow-moving. We think it's going to be perfect for uh, choirs across the land, indeed around the world, for you to include in either this year's Christmas concerts and carol services, or indeed next year, or indeed the years after. So um, please uh, do feel free to photocopy the carol. Please feel free to download the PDF, which will be on our website, and um, get rehearsing and get performing. Um, and we wish you the best of luck, and we'd very much like you to send in uh, your audio recordings or even your YouTube recordings to music at classical-music.com and we'll load the very best onto our website and onto our YouTube channel. Now now for time for another cracker. Oh, yes. Here's your... <laughs> a good crack there. There you go. Here's your hat and your toy. Thank you. What, what, what toy what have, have I you got? got? You've got a lobster. Wow. <laughs> I can use that in the office. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, this was my backup joke because my original Sorry. joke, Rebecca. <laughs> you mean it didn't come out of your cracker? <laughs> Sorry, it did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you get when you drop a piano down a mine shaft? Oh, I, I, I did know this one. A minor something. Uh, a, flat a flat minor. minor. Hey. Very good. Oh, very good. <laughs> very homicidal. Very yes, apologies, yes, all minors. <laughs> and now it's indeed time for first listen. First listen. Before we kick off with sharing three of our favourite Christmas and Advent recordings, we'd like to tell you how you can get involved in sharing your musical discoveries. Uh, with your fellow readers. Um, just send us what you've been listening to to music at classical-music.com and you could be in with a chance of being published on our Music to My Ears page. So let's listen to the first of our chosen Christmas recordings. <laughs> So that was Finnessy's Telling, and that was performed by the Choir of St George's Windsor on their new recording on the Hyperion label, Christmas with St George's Windsor. It's absolutely gorgeous, static little carol, isn't it? I mean, it's, it just moves beautifully, flows beautifully. Yes, the whole programme is absolutely gorgeous, I have to say. It's really well chosen. There's one or two vaguely familiar carols in here, but 
only a couple, um, but the rest of it is so well put together. So they have three sections. We begin with Advent, then we move on to Christmas, and then Epiphany at the end. Um, and it ranges all the way from the likes of Bird and Gibbons in Renaissance England through to the current day. Um, it's actually a lot of it is fairly sort of slow paced, but no, none the worse for that. It's a very sort of thoughtful disc and all very, very beautifully sung as well. Actually, Highly recommended. It is. Yeah. It's our Christmas choice this month as well. I actually went to Evensong there recently and it's a really beautiful and very interesting chapel. I hadn't quite appreciated the sort of the history of it. Um, that Henry VIII is buried there, Charles I, Jane Seymour, and there's this amazing um, the Oriel window which Henry VIII created so Catherine of Aragon could sit and watch the services inside because she wasn't wow. allowed in the chapel. And all go. these flags as well for the different knights of the garters. Mm. Um, so there are and there's actually a vacancy for one of those, so there are 24 of them at the moment. Um, yeah, so it's a really, it's a really fascinating place to go and visit. If you I'm get still, the I'm still boycotting the place after I wasn't invited the ro- to the royal wedding last year. I'm quite how I was left off the guest list. <laughs> that I don't was know. An I mean, oversight. It's a major oversight. <laughs> Although, joking apart, in the, the CD booklet, it says you can public can attend services there. You have to go to the website and you know find the service and, and royal weddings included. <laughs> Probably not. No, 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 but um, the shot. There you go. Like any regular chapel across country, of course, isn't it? Um, mm. uh, the second one we got is called Advent Carols from King's College London, as you might expect. It's a collection of Advent carols from King's College London. (laughs) And it's on the Delphian label. And we're going to listen to Cecilia McDowell's uh, Advent Moon. I'm just swallowing a bit of mince pie very hastily. Um, That was Joseph Fort conducting the Choir of King's College London in Cecilia McDowell's Advent Moon, beautiful piece on a new collection of carols on the Delphian label called Advent Carols from King's College London. And our final choice is Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker. How could we have a choice without Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker? Uh, The State Academic Symphony Orchestra of Russia uh, conducted by Vladimir Zhirovsky. Go on, Fry, tell us why this is so wonderful. So this was a live recording that they did earlier this year from the Moscow Tchaikovsky Conservatory in Russia. That's quite hard to say after half a glass of sherry. Um, and it, so it doesn't have that kind of super clean studio finish, but the, the technique throughout is so precise and it's just bang on the mark. And when I was listening to it and I was sort of scribbling notes, I think I wrote, very clean, very precise, very Russian. Fabulous. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just, they, it's really glorious in parts. And we're going to listen to just an extract from the overture, actually, that kicks the whole thing off. That was the overture to Nutcracker, recorded by the State Academic Symphony Orchestra of Russia under Vladimir Jarovsky, and that was recorded on Pentatone. And that's out now. And I think before we have the final cracker and we bid you farewell, we're going to all reveal what we're doing for Christmas this year. Jeremy. My musical celebrations this year for Christmas are going to involve hopefully going to a carol service at Tewkesbury Abbey, which is one of my favourite buildings and has a wonderful choir. 
Excellent. Rebecca? Hopefully some singing and going to a local Bristol group for a charity thing with a friend and also singing with our office choir, which Jeremy will be singing with too. Oh, yeah. It's a lovely carol. God forbid. <laughs> that That's going to be in our Christmas party, isn't it? It is indeed. Yes. 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 There's yes. nothing we can't ruin. <laughs> Michael, you're not in the choir, are you? I'm not in the choir, but I will probably go and see a brass band because I like a brass band Oh, lovely. Hmm. Where? Anyone, anyone in particular? Salvation Army, probably. Mm. Yeah, I had a very good one on the pier at Western Supermare recently. A bit, a bit chilly, day. though. It's quite nice, though, yeah. isn't it, when you're cold and the brass band? Yeah, and you get yourself a mulled wine. <laughs> yes. I am singing in a concert at Tintersfield, a National Trust property just out of Bristol. And I'll be doing the usual Midnight Mass merriment and going to St Albans Cathedral on Christmas Day. Lovely. The um, the chapel at Tinsfield is lovely, isn't it? Beautiful. Oh, so nice. Really, it's really, really lovely. lovely. Yes, I've sung in a concert there myself. Small and intimate and lovely. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it's really, really nice. Um, and I'm going to be singing with my choir, Exultate Singers, um, in St. James's Priory, which is this gorgeous uh, Norman Priory just by the bus station of all places. <laughs> oh, it is, isn't it? It's lovely. Uh, it's it's but great, it was yeah. restored. I mean, it was left derelict for many, many, many years. And then a national lottery uh, grant gave it a new lease of life. It's now used as a centre for um, uh, rehabilitating drug addicts and alcoholics and um, now it's also used as a, as a concert venue it's, it's got such a fine acoustic mm. the Normans knew all about architectural proportion so come and hear it I forget the date but google it Exultate <laughs> St. Right. James's Priory fantastic now I'm the only one who hasn't said a joke yet so who'd like to pull my cracker <laughs> <laughs> off you go. Off you go, Rebecca. You're next to him. Oh, 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 Ready. Oh, oh, climax. There we go. I, need, I haven't put my hat on yet. Uncle Climax. I'm going to get my. Um, I've got a. Um, I've got a, a, a comb. I've got a comb. It's a ruler and a comb. And a comb. Oh, I've got any hair. And I've got my joke. Here we go. So. Did you hear about the jazz drummer whose daughters were all called the same name? Anna one, Anna... Anna two. one, Anna two, uh, Anna three, Anna four. <laughs> Spectacular note to end. Isn't <laughs> really, really good joke. Happy Christmas. <laughs> and on that just slightly disappointing note, uh, it's time to end the Christmas issue podcast. We do hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you on a rather more sober note, perhaps for the January issue. So it's goodbye from all of us. Goodbye, goodbye. and happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. The BBC Music Magazine Podcast.